Hey guys, Joe from Nerdcaster here, and this week I'm joined by Mike and Ren, both of whom you've heard on Nerdcaster before, but they also have another project called Watch Squad. And it only seems fitting that we'll be doing a crossover with them to talk about the CW crossover, Crisis on Infinite Earths. But before we begin, remember for all your comic book needs, check out The Geekery, located in Matawan, New Jersey, and on the web at thegeekerynj.com, and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Geekery NJ. Now, time to get on with the show. Hey, welcome everyone to the newest thing in the world. I am so lost already, man. <laughs> How are you lost? It's a crossover of a crossover, yeah. bro. I mean, like... There's too many crossovers. No. Yeah. CW does crossovers. Marvel does crossovers. We do crossovers. Wait, wait. We're doing a crossover? Some of us like to cross-dress. Wait, wait, wait. Did Mike know we're doing a crossover and cross-dressing? I didn't. don't think he knows about the cross-dressing. Oh, that was a surprise. Sorry, Mike. So it's all good. It's I know this has been a while coming. Schedules have been a little bit of an issue, and the crisis of Infinite Earths has been what now? Two Infinite weeks. Earths? Infinite Earths. It, it has, sounds like a tight end for a football team, like Zach Earths. Yeah. <laughs> um. Then, see, man, you interrupt me and screw everything up. <laughs> Um, so we're crossing over two of our shows, just like the Arrowverse likes to cross over two of their shows. And I'm joined with Mike and Ren and myself, and we're doing Watch Squad and Nerdcaster go to the CW Arrowverse. We go to Infinite Earths. 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 Is that going to be the joke? That's going to be the joke of the day? There's the title. The crossover of crossover, Infinite Earths, (laughs) E-R-T-Z. <laughs> is it, what is this? The marriage of, of uh, what's her name from the women's national team? Julie Ertz and uh, Zach Ertz. There you go. Formerly Julie Johnson. Right, anyway, let's get into this yeah. right here. We're talking about Crisis on Infinite Earth, the CW crossover event of 2019 slash 2020, because they decided they had to play three episodes, give us a month break just to digest what they did in three episodes to come back and give us two final episodes in 2020. So I'm glad you bring that up because that's that's a great place to start. This this break in between the three and the two episodes has to be the worst decision the CW has ever made when it comes to the, these shows. Uh, you got to understand, it's all about money. Yeah, and I forgot to watch them. So did everybody else. I don't think so. If you go look at the rating numbers, I'm sure they're all still there. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it peaked after the new year. Everyone getting ready for the holidays... And then after it, it's January, nobody has fuck all of nothing to do because they're all po. Yeah, they're all broke, so they're going to watch TV. Boom. Numbers go up. Then it should have been the first week in January. That never happens because people are still doing the 12 days of Christmas and all that. Okay. I, it, it is what it is, bro. I thought I don't know anything about these 12 days. It's fine. So... so Go ahead. I was going to say, what is, what is Mike? Do you agree with me or Ren here that it's a good idea or a bad idea? 
I honestly think it's a bad idea. I mean, going into the crisis anyway, they had some shows that were already dropping ratings, uh, Batwoman and Supergirl. Uh, that was the two shows plus Flash that was leading into the crisis. Uh, and I feel like that having that month break kind of made people less interested in, in trying to watch it. They maybe waited and watched it all at one time with the CW app or they recorded it and watched it all at one time. Uh, the holidays would have gotten in the way of that, I believe. Right. I mean, that's just, it, to me, to separate it like that, like you said, play it the first week of January, second week of January, or play it all the you know the last week and let that be the season break. I feel yeah. like the, another reason they may have done that was to give us a little bit of an extension on Arrow. Um, I mean, because the last, what was it, two episodes... Uh, of Arrow uh, was after its final show or was after that show for the, uh, for the crossover. So they had to, you know, I guess they wanted to wait and run those three episodes together at the start of the new year. Yeah, I, I can see that. I just don't understand. Like it, to me, I just don't understand why you would do that. Like you say, you're going to have this event. It, it takes over. What, what is there? Five shows, Arrow, Flash, Batwoman, Supergirl, and Legends. Here, I'll, I'll, Legends. I'll, I'll give it to you in the order. It started with Supergirl. Episode 2 was Batwoman. Episode 3 was The Flash. Break. Break. Arrow. Legends, Legends of Tomorrow. Bringing Legends of Tomorrow in is probably one of the pinnacle reasons as to why they pushed it to January. Because Legends is only historically 13 episodes. It's a half season. So they were bringing Legends back again. But they were bringing it back starting January. So in order for them to realistically button it up, and yes, giving you guys credit where credit's due in terms of rolling Arrow and getting the most bang for the buck out of Arrow, even though probably the last two episodes of Arrow after this crossover event were... One of them was probably a backdoor pilot for whatever they're spinning Arrow into now, which is his daughter and Canary 2 and... Whoever else is going to be in this little trio of women that are going to be the Canaries or whatever they're going to call them. And then you have Legends. To give you guys both statistics, if you want to call it that, the Supergirl episode had a rating share of 0.7 over 3, which okay. is decent. Mm-hmm. Um, Batwoman had a 0.6 over 3, 1.71 million viewers. Uh, the Supergirl episode had 1.67. Uh, that starts on a Sunday, so you take those numbers into consideration. You got football, you got all these other things where you might not have that viewership, but on a Monday night, you're getting your viewership with Batwoman. Uh, the Flash, probably being the Flash being around as long as it has, had a 0.6 share over four out of 1.73 million viewers, live viewers. This is including DVR numbers. And then you took your break and it came back and you have Arrow at a 0.5 over 3 at 1.41. So it dropped. It did drop. Yeah. Fuck and it, then dude. you go again to Legends. Because not even, not every, I mean. Legends to is be the honest, show. To be honest, Legends is an acquired taste. Legends is all of the characters that were ancillary, secondary characters or characters that 
really didn't get their due justice like Constantine. Constantine's show was great. When it that was. was on Fox, that was a dynamite show. And Fox being Fox is like, no, we're done with this. And the fact that they had to give him legends in order to bring the character back to appease the fans instead of just being like, okay, we'll revive this show. Kind of a la what Netflix did for Lucifer because Fox canceled Lucifer. Netflix bought the rights to it. And gave Lucifer another two seasons to close out the Mm storyline of Lucifer. They never got to do that with Constantine. So now Constantine is just this mystical guy who travels the universe on a wave rider, travels through time, and deals with all these mystical demons. Yeah. Time travel. Sorry, I'm out. Yeah, I know you're out. Uh, That had a .5 over 3 share at 1.35 million viewers. The strongest viewer, including... DVR and all that was Flash. Of course. At 2.71, uh, 18 to 49, it had a 1, 1.0 share. All right. So, I mean, it is what it is, and it's always going to be what it is. I think a lot of people are getting superhero fatigue. I agree. Um, it's everything and anything is a new superhero something. And I think this little hiatus we're getting from all that, and people are up in arms about Guardians not coming out till 2023, I actually think that's a good thing. I, I mean, think it's a good thing for letting this fatigue kind of settle and re-ramping up for people to be excited again about these type of movies. I, I agree. Um, I might jump in any time. Uh, but at that point, these characters are now getting older. I mean, it's what, four years away? It's not terribly long, but if you're going to make... I doubt they're going to make a fourth. But if you're going to use these characters again in another Avengers movie or something, or a crossover or something like that, you're you're starting to push it now. Um, That's just my thought on it. I don't want to get too far into a a Marvel talk here. No, we do that all the time. We we start mixing mixing tea, so to speak. Uh, So why don't we jump into this? Mike, you you are the... Probably out of the three of us here the strongest proponent and the strongest um i don't want to say strongest maybe have like the stronger opinions on these shows than i do of recent time i kind of fell off last year and i mean in all honesty comic book lore wise and stuff as well you you know more than the both of us probably put together So, so so they they tackled infinite earths and we knew this was coming because they set it up last year in whatever last year's crossover was Mm-hmm. How do you feel the story unfolded? How do you feel they um, handled all of the characters? And where do you see this going from now, going forward now? Okay, so so as far as the crisis, uh, the the things I did like was that they wanted to sort of make a team with the chosen characters. Uh, you had like the Flash. You had. Uh, the Superman and Supergirl, you had Batwoman. I mean, they, they tried to make it a team. Uh, the thing that I didn't like is I know that Supergirl is their title character, but they chose her like as a character of hope over Clark or Superman. And that's, I mean, clearly that there's no other character on these shows that would have more hope than, than Clark, Superman, both of them. Uh, that's the one thing that that really got me uh, story wise is because he she was 
you know, telling him not to lose hope and, and all this, you know, all this stuff when they had their conversation there, when he lost, uh, the planet that they were on, uh, you know, he didn't know where his kid was at at the time. He didn't, he thought he couldn't hang up his cape and all that. Uh, he wouldn't have lost hope like that. That's a, that's a character flaw with the writing for Superman, but I understand it's because Supergirl is their title character. Uh, the Batwoman show, when they started going to find the other Paragons, uh, the uh, like the when they visited the different Earths to try to find the Paragons, uh, I really enjoyed that part of it. Uh, you know, they got to visit other Earths. Uh, of course, Batwoman, you know, she hadn't done that yet. I mean, a couple of you know, a couple of crossovers where they had been going to other Earths. Other characters had been, you know, they kind of got to do that. Uh, she hadn't, and that was kind of kind of cool for her to be able to meet a different version of Bruce Wayne. Uh, I like that. Um, the Flash, uh, that episode really played out well to the point of they're they're kind of at the end game at the end of that episode. Uh, I mean, they're going from there. Uh, I feel like Arrow kind of fell off with it a little bit. Uh, not to say that the Arrow episode wasn't good. It's just that the way that they went about everything in Arrow, they you know they were trying to go back in time, prevent this from happening, and and then trying to go back to uh, when Marnovu or the Monitor was creating this whole uh, this whole journey to try to release or go to the time stream and when he released the anti-monitor and all that that didn't really set well with me i mean because it didn't to me it really didn't happen that way in the comics all that much um but the the one thing that i can say uh that legends episode was just uh the only part of that episode i liked was the end when they formed the justice league, that was it. That's the only part that I liked. Uh, the legends is kind of a, I know it's kind of like the joke of the group. They can't really take themselves seriously and all that. Like you said, it's all the, either the side characters or the B heroes or whatever they've been put together to help reconstruct time or keep time safe, which is, which is good. I mean, you know, because we have Barry Allen and that's all he does is mess up time. <laughs> but, uh, but I just didn't really feel like that set well with me as far as the way the episode ended. That was great. I mean, it was great for, for them to get the Justice League started. It was great for the the whole memorial for Oliver Queen in their own way. Uh, that was that was nice. Going forward, uh, I don't know if you guys have been watching. Uh, there's a few episodes that's been out since the crisis. Uh, Batwoman, I think, has had two episodes. Uh, the first episode... You know, she come out as a uh, she come out as a lesbian in the the premiere after the uh, season break. Uh, but that go ahead. Didn't she do that in the second episode when she went what? on the date with the girl? I mean, but who did she come out to? That's that's the question. The Gotham. She come out publicly. Like that's the thing. Is oh, like okay. she come out to Gotham. Like not not Kate Kane, but Batwoman herself. Uh, yeah, I I know that's Kate Kane did do that in the like second episode. You find that out. Uh, that that episode introduced a second Beth, so that Beth was from a different universe. Uh, 
the Supergirls episodes that's come out, uh, they've been okay. Uh, the one thing I will say is Brainiac 5 was introduced, like full-on Brainiac 5. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, Supergirl's kind of hit or miss for me. I mean, Supergirl for me is the, the whole, I don't want to call it the teenage angst, but just the... She can be so melodramatic, like... She's Supergirl, and she's, like, a god, but at the same time, she's, like, this fragile little girl who just has such a hard time dealing with life. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. Uh, that, that, those two episodes kind of brought Lex into the picture more. Uh, now, John Cryer's Lex... He is, he's been great. Uh, that's one of the high points for the show for me is he is actually a great Lex. Uh, so I've enjoyed that. Uh, they brought him into the show to go after Leviathan. They, they, that's his plan for this new world. Uh, the Flash, as uh, I watched that episode, it, it premiered last night. I won't spoil anything. I will say they started okay. off pretty strong. Yeah, I, will I was going to say, say you can. I'm, I'm like so far off the radar. I, I watched Crisis. As I said, last year, I kind of wrote off the last three weeks of everything. I have no idea how Flash ended last season. No idea how Arrow ended. No idea how Legends ended. No idea about Supergirl. I, I literally came into a spot where I was sitting here going, I'm so fatigued from all this that I just don't care. Right. Right. And I, I was like, I will, I will sign on to watch Crisis. And Arrow was my favorite show. Like, out of all of the shows, out of this entire the Arrowverse, if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. Arrow was the only one that I could really sign on for because it went from being really super dark, then it got a little campy, then you had the Elicity or Falloliver or whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to call it. But then it got super dark again, and how they kept the tone of that show, like from a writing-wise, I was totally on board for. Flash, to me, was always super campy. Supergirl, I watched it just to be in the know, and it was something to consume time. I was never seriously invested in it. Legends, I liked Legends just because of how they went in and they totally kind of took this whole superhero universe and turned it on its head. I know you're not a time travel guy, Joe, or anything of that nature. You oh, you said Legends. Lines. I zoned out. Legends. How they went and they took like these little micro characters. I vote, you, you know me. I've been a fan of micro characters forever. Ant-Man. Loved the movies. Loved both of the movies. Everybody I know hates him. Wow. But he was such an ancillary character. He was not like Captain America or Batman Thor. or... Superman, like he's just like this little character that sits over here that nobody gives a fuck about, but he has a really great story. So Legends to me was like, you took all of these little ancillary characters who I didn't know about, but all of a sudden they show up on the show and I'm going to read Wikipedia about these characters and where they fit in this whole universe of all these superheroes that are out there. And like, why did they choose this guy over this guy? And it, 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 I enjoy that aspect of it because it makes me think. It makes me do research. It, it, it makes me invested. But, and it, and it was kind of the humor they brought into that show. To me, was good humor. It wasn't like campy in any way. Flash, sorry, 
that sh- that show how I, I don't give a shit that he fucks up the timeline. I don't give a shit that he won't kill people. I don't give a shit about any of that. How they write that show just kind of irks me in a little bit of a way. It, it just doesn't jive with me. And maybe that's my age. Maybe it's just how I, I view life. I don't know, but that's kind of where I'm at. Okay, but for the record, number one, I like every character on Legends. Except one, and that one stops me from watching it. I do not like the Ray Palmer character. But you don't like the guy as an actor. You're right, I don't. Although I, So you're already jaded. Although I do have to agree with Mike on one thing, I do think he fits the part of Superman. I would rather watch him as does Superman. Does he fit the part, or does he fit I hate, the look? No, he fits the look. But I like super. I like him as Superman. I do. I like him as Superman, and I hate Superman. I'm not a Superman fan at all. I am. A, I'm Camp Batman, and Camp Nightwing, and the Bat Family, and all that. And I know. I think Mike is on the opposite side of my spectrum here. But uh, I'm not saying you don't like Batman and stuff. But I, I do know you are a Superman fan. Am I correct in saying that? I don't want to you put are, words in and, your mouth. <laughs> and I. I mean, yeah. Brandon Routh is. He is the. The Superman. I mean, Henry Cavill's been doing it for the last few years. Uh, there's always that potential he's going to come back and play Superman again. But I really think they missed their chance to maybe do a like a small series run with him doing a like a maybe a Thy Kingdom Come thing. I, I don't know. Uh, it it just really feels like that they could take that character and do a mini episode run or maybe half season run like 13 episodes like legends, because he is leaving legends for no reason other than that. They're riding him out. He didn't want to leave as far as I know. Uh, but back to the, the flash thing. Uh, that's what I was going to touch on is the way they write that show. It, it's like one minute. It could be great. Then the next minute Barry shows up on screen and he's just like, he's lost. I, I don't know. I mean, like one minute he's like, bringing stuff to do some kind of research from his lab. And then the next minute he's on screen and he's just kind of goofy acting. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand though. The one thing too, though, is that they finally, they've brought in the, the black hole group. Uh, they're from, they're from the comics. The most recent stories have been in the rebirth series. Uh, they were kind of trying, they were kind of tr- trying to, uh, study Godspeed and trying to, uh, really capture speedsters is what they were trying to do. Uh, Mm -hmm. They brought them in, in this new episode, uh, which was, I thought was pretty great. I mean, that's, that's some good, that's a good storyline to go with, but what happened with blood work? Where is he at? They've built this whole season up till the, till the crisis event using blood work as a main villain in this season. And then like, there's no mention of him now. Uh, Carlos Valdez has left the show. Uh, He's Cisco. Vibe Uh, left the show. He's he's leaving the show. He's going to be on a hiatus from the show. Uh, he left the show of this recent episode. Uh, it was kind of a like he has to go and study. Uh, he has to go and study about why the world is the way it is and why all these villains are showing up that they've never seen or heard of before. Uh, it was cool. really kind of written bad. Uh, <laughs> apparently, like when the worlds were reformed, uh, he lost his vibe powers again and <laughs> he woke up with a Superman shirt. I, oh, and I, he was like, I don't understand why all these villains are showing up or why this I've got this shirt on or anything. And then he decided no, to leave no. Nash Wales in charge. Wait a minute. 
he left. He left the show, and he ends up waking up with a Superman shirt on. Is this a nod to like uh, Connor Kent? Uh, I mean, I I don't think so. No, because everybody's on the same world now. So like they're they and like when they in the first episode like of Legends, like when they first reformed the worlds, uh, there was all this hints towards that they've always worked together. Like everybody that was on that that on Earth at the time knew Barry and Supergirl and that they worked together all the time. And he had, yeah, he had a Superman shirt on and I was just kind of like, this is just, I don't know what his reasoning is that he's leaving the show. It kind of felt like what they did with Wynn uh, in Supergirl. Like he just kind of ended up going to the future and that was that. I mean, there was no well, reason wrote, for him well, to go to the future. I, I know why Wynn left. Wynn left for non-actor reasons <clears throat> he left the show strictly because he was away from his family so long he was a new dad and it was like personal reasons like he's like i really want to do this show but i've got like two kids at home that they're in florida and i'm in calgary and this just doesn't jive with me rumor has it he right. would come back whether or not that happens whether or not the show survives for that to happen We'll oh, he he was in the most recent episode. Oh, there you go. Yeah, he come back as uh, he come back from the future, and his doppelganger uh, apparently was the new Toy Man. And yeah, I'm lost. Mark Hamill was the original Toy Man. Mark Hamill was the the trickster. Trickster. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was in an episode of Flash uh, in the first or second season. Yeah, uh, the new show. So. Back to Crisis, we get Arrow's death not once but twice. Mm-hmm. I don't because I want to get into yeah, but this. I, I don't really think you get it twice. I think you get his death once in a moment of valor, and then what you get from him is not really anything but a spirit animal, so to speak. <laughs> it's not really him; it's a spirit animal because he comes back and he goes, "Yes, it's me, but it's not me. I'm here and I'm." Kind of just a thing of your brain. I'm not really a thing. He died twice, dog. He's no, dead. he didn't die, die twice. twice. No, you just want to say he died twice. He died once. Well, well, technically, he is in the afterlife in the last episode of Arrow. Thank you. So, afterlife. so he died it, even after he became the Spectre. He he died. They they put him in the afterlife. So, so wait, he died once, became Zombie Arrow, and came back as Spectre, and then they killed Zombie Arrow, and now he's in the afterlife? Is that what we're saying? So, like, he died yeah, three times yeah. is what really this, happened. Well, yeah. this is why I'm done with the entire series. I'm done with everything. I'm, I'm out. I quit. There was a scene, if you remember, uh, from in the future, like the flash forwards of Arrow from uh, maybe last season, if I remember right, where you see Felicity talking to the monitor and she says, I'm ready. I haven't seen him in forever and all that. And she walks that's where portal. she's, that's where, yeah, she goes through the portal. That's where she's going is to the afterlife. So they, they, it's a, it, it reveals that it's an office in queen consolidated. Uh, it's his mother's office, which is the first time that they, they would have met, uh, or the first time that Oliver's seen her, it was revealed in the latest in the last episode that that's the first time he's seen her, and that's where he wanted to spend his eternity with her. In an office? Sounds real boring. In, 
yeah, that's what I that's what I said too. But you know, oh, I can't, man. I I I think part of the reason why I stopped watching Arrow last season and I never actually watched the episode was how they wrote her off. I don't. I can't blame them for that because she didn't want to do it anymore for whatever reason. I I don't. I don't know the reasons behind. Why all these people want to leave Arrow? I'm guessing there's some behind-the-scenes crap that's not going well. Cause no, I think it's just it ran its course. What did it, it run, eight seasons? I, I agree. It, it did run its course. Um, but when they started doing the flash-forward stuff, not to get off the crisis topic yet again, um, I did not like it as much. And I'm going to bring something up that, that I know I've, I've talked to, to Mike about at one time. Um, they started this flash-forward thing after doing the flashbacks. These flash forward things are, are terrible. I, I hated them. I didn't like anything about them. And now we go to the crisis event. This all happens. And Mike, what happens in Arrow after the crisis event? After In Arrow after the crisis event, they go to 2040. And what's 2040 look like? It looks fine. I mean, they they don't have any crime or anything like that. I mean, the... the uh, the Donna Drake character, she went from being like the chief of police to owning a bar. And she said that she went to sleep after Oliver's funeral woke up and she was in 2040. The pretty much same goes for Laurel Lance of earth Two, black, black siren. She said she was coming to 2040 to help, uh, help his daughter, Mia. Uh, that's, I mean, and then Mia has no memory of anything. Like, we see her through crisis. She's being trained to be the Green Arrow. We go to 2040. She doesn't know that her, you know, she knows who her dad is, but she doesn't know that she has the same abilities, remembers anything from crisis, nothing. She is just a rich kid living off a trust fund, going to parties. That's what she does. Oh, and, where, and and she's, what did I say and, to you? What did I say to you? I said this to you. They are going to it's going to be a rinse and recycle type of thing. They're going to rinse and recycle the beginning of what how Arrow started. Take Lee and you out. And all the flashbacks are going to be from like 2035 back to 2020 back to like all this time loop that she doesn't have any memory of being a trust fund kid living off a fortune a la her dad who's all of a sudden going to turn dark blah 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 my biggest problem with her as a character is I know where she came from with the show that she was on prior to this Shadowhunters Mike did you ever watch Shadowhunters I didn't know I never even heard of it I encourage the two of you to go and waste 44 hours nope. of your... Oh, wait, no. 26 hours of your life. No. It's a freeform show. Don't so care. just to put it, in a t- put it in a framing of where she comes from, it's a freeform show about witches, witches, witches and wizards and warlocks and uh, werewolves and vampires and all of that. And they all have mystical abilities. I'll leave it at that. You you said freeform, so that's that's enough for me. Uh, but <laughs> hey, she, Cloak and Dagger was on freeform, the, and that was a dynamite show. I they like Cloak used and Dagger. a device to give her her memories back. 
So like near the end of the episode, she gets her memories back. She goes and helps rescue the girl that they're looking for. And then somehow her, her boyfriend is the future's Slade or well, Deathstroke. We'll call it Deathstroke. That's her boyfriend. That's who she's, she's getting ready to marry him. In fact, he gets his hands on the same device and somebody gives him his memories back. So he starts remembering all this stuff. He's remembering himself killing uh, Joe Connor and, and all this stuff. And, and oh. I mean, it's just, it just was like, I, I mean, I didn't like the episode. If they use that as the pilot, I mean, it was a that's not a good pilot. way. It was the backdoor pilot for that canary, uh, canaries or green arrow and the canaries or whatever they're going to call it. Uh, that's, I mean, I don't feel like that was a strong, strong way to introduce that show. I mean, I've seen these backdoor pilots uh, from Supernatural, not to get off topic, but uh, Supernatural's had two or three of them, and Supernatural's went for 15 seasons, and those have never even got a season, like an episode order after that pilot. So, I mean, it's going to be rough. So before we get back to Crisis for a second, I got to ask about the Slade Wilson thing. It sounds like, are they trying to turn her into, like, Artemis? A little bit, yeah, I believe they are. I mean, she's she's got the the training. She trained with the uh, League of Assassins. She trained with, uh, like in the like as you see in the, her like past like in the past episodes from like season seven. It shows how she was trained. She was trained with the League of Assassins. She knew who her dad was. She was one of these people that would go and. Uh, do like underground fights for money and all this stuff. And I mean, it was just, I think they are trying to turn her into Artemis, but it's going to be like a, a, probably a darker version than what we're, what we're accustomed to. I believe that I just hope that, I just hope that the show doesn't try to imitate arrow. Like you were talking about, because I mean, you know, that the whole thing with Oliver being killed, he's still going to hold a position with the, the Justice League, it looks like they gave him a seat. I mean, he's kind of their her Batman. Seat? Or is that her seat? Uh, well, she's in the future. She went, like, she does, she she was in the past, and then, like, at the end of the Arrow show, she goes back through the portal to the future. Yeah. But then, in the episode that they go to the future in, she has no clue who she is, but she remembers everything that happened at the end of arrow. So I didn't understand how that falls in the timeline because it's just like, well, why does she not remember what happened or who she is from one episode to the next? Uh, I, I don't know. I can't, I don't, <laughs> but the one, what, what are they going to name that show? Arrow the, right I, <laughs> I think they're going to call it green arrow and the canaries. Yeah. Uh, here's your backdoor pilot. That was episode nine. Of this season. Yep. The the one thing about Crisis that I did like, the probably the only absolute thing I liked about the entire event, was the homage to everything else. We got to see cameos beyond cameos, including like Burt Ward from, from Earth 66, the Batman 1960s um, television show. We got to see the Doom Patrol from the DC Universe app, uh, Titans from the DC Universe app. Uh, we, you guys got your, I'm giving this to you guys, your Smallville nod. Um, hey, how they brought him in. Yeah. He had the biggest 
part of any of the cameos yeah. out of anyone. And you never watched Smallville, nope. but I watched probably the first five seasons of Smallville. I thought you watched the whole thing. I thought both you and Mike watched the whole thing. I, I may have watched the whole thing, but the first five seasons, I was like, okay, I'm totally invested in. And then after that, it was just background noise because it started to get really super campy and teenage angst and all that shit, how they like to turn all this shit. Um, Tom Welling? Is that who's who? Yeah, yeah. Tom Welling. Yes. The yeah. role they gave him, and he's like, "Yeah, your shit ain't gonna work on me because, like, I gave up my powers years ago, and you can go fuck yourself." Like that was totally cool. One of the things I like about the characters is who they cast as Lex Luthor. John Cryer. He plays a dynamite Lex Luthor. Yeah, Mike said that earlier. Um... I don't know. Don't don't watch Supergirl. Can't can't. can't. If you just go back and watch, like, pick one episode out of each of the seasons of Smallville that Lex Luthor is like a predominant character, and look at the guy who played Lex Luthor in that, and go watch like two or three episodes of Supergirl now that John Cryer is Lex Luthor, and make the comparison between the two. Cryer kicks the shit out of him. He plays such a dynamite, like, psychosomatic nut job. What? Lex? And that the fact that in Crisis they gave him such a large role was very cool. I like John Cryer, so I liked seeing him. But, I mean, I don't, I've never seen him play anything else other than Crisis. I did not see him play Lex. So I don't have an opinion on it other than I like John Cryer, so... The last few episodes of Supergirl, uh, last the last season, uh, that was his, his introduction, I guess, with the character. They released him from prison, or he escaped, or whatever. They he done real well in that. Those were the episodes that I actually liked out of that entire season. And that you know, if you remember, it was based around the uh, like the Red Sun story, where yeah. they had a version of Superman in Russia. So she she was trained by like Russian military and and kept captive there and held against her will and all that and uh, that was that was a good storyline I liked it. Um, back to the cameos, uh, I did I did enjoy seeing the the nineties Flash the story they put out for him. Uh, yep. I mean it's really he's really had a few cameos in this in this series uh, in the Arrowverse. But the story they put out for him was real great. Uh, Birds of Prey, uh, a lot of people don't remember that show because it was back in Smallville's heyday. It came out the same year. They kind of clashed. Smallville won out because of the ratings. And, of course, the story, everybody wanted to see a young Clark Kent grow up on a farm, that kind of thing. No Superman suit, no tots, nothing. They just wanted to see that story. Uh I did like that they got the original actor actress to come back and play the character. That was that was kind of nice. Uh, I mean, sometimes you know they they want who, who to they, these about? people will these people will age out or not look the part anymore, and they try to get like a person that kind of looks like them for these small parts. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I have I have it, the complete list here of all the crossovers. The Birds of Prey, um, uh, uh, an old show from like. Ashley 2003. Scott and Dina Meyer. Yeah. Repri- reprised their roles of Helena 
Kyle Huntress. Yep. And yep. Barbara Gordon Oracle. Yeah, Barbara Gordon. She's my girl. Um, and then the biggest cameo that I wanted to bring up um, that was, I don't know about you guys, was the biggest surprise to me. Ezra Miller's Flash from the DCEU. Uh, I think he comes maybe second to Lucifer. For you? Yeah, because Lucifer was not a property. Uh, while it was a DC property, it was Fox. And you know how Fox can be about all their shit. But so was Constantine, and we already went over that. Yeah, but Constantine, they, they canceled Constantine and sold it off. Like, I guess so. They sold Lucifer to Netflix. Okay, maybe there's where the loophole is. But, I mean, <clears throat> here, let me run it down. Uh, Batman 1966 to Ward. Batman 1989, Robert Wool, Smallville, Superman Tom Welling and Erica Durantz as Clark Kent and Lois Lane, Birds of Prey we just talked about, Superman Returns, Brandon Roth, um, DC Extended Universe, uh, Ezra Miller, you just brought him up, Lucifer, Tom Ellis, Titans, we saw them a bunch in... uh, Various little snippets here and there. Uh, Alan Richardson as Curran Walters, and uh, Henry Hank Hall as Hawk, and Jason Todd as Robin. Uh, Swamp Thing, believe yep. it or not. Uh, Doom Patrol, we saw them in Earth 21. And I want to get back to Doom Patrol and Titans, but keep going. And then Stargirl as Breck Bassinger, uh, Courtney Whitmore as Stargirl, which is going to be... A new show. Upcoming released where they're doing something that's very interesting. Like they're doing, we're putting it on DC Universe, and then 24 hours later, we're going to put it on CW. CW, And then 24 hours after that, you can watch it on the CW app. So, like, are you gutting your franchise that you're trying to make money on? Because now you just got to wait two extra days to watch the same shit. Uh, DC Universe, in my opinion, is going away. We got maybe another year on it. HBO got Doom Patrol. Um, it's going to air like this. Yeah. HBO on their new app, whatever it is going to be called that's coming out, uh, whatever. Uh, at the same time, it's on DC Universe. It's going to be on HBO. I think they're going to look at what the ratings are on each, and HBO is going to win. DC Universe is going to go bye bye after t- Titan Season 3. My speculation with them doing Stargirl like this, it looks to be even more of a nail in the coffin for the app. So what do you do with all that other content that people are paying for? It, it, I, your your animated series of Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn and Young Justice League. That's and, a conversation for, for a different time because I have no I, idea. I think what they're going to do is they're just going to take that app and make it a part of the HBO Max uh, because it's all Warner Brothers Sounds property. Right. So they will, I think they will go from just DC Universe being its own app and it will go to a part of being incorporated with the HBO Max app. And they'll probably have like a, a price difference. If you just want the HBO Max, you pay this. If you want HBO Max plus DC Universe, you'll pay this. They are, they are pricing themselves. Well, that's what's going to be the problem. Fierce. I'm not going to pay that I'm premium. I'm not paying $16 for HBO Max. That's my problem. Not when I get yeah. Disney and Hulu and ESPN for $13. And... Well, Disney's business model, again, this is a conversation for another time, but Disney is going to up that price probably every other year, every year by a dollar or two. 
and do what Netflix does. Netflix started out at what eight ninety nine, and we're paying twelve ninety nine for it now. Let's depending be for on, real. Depending on what you have, that's what I mean. It, same thing with DC with with Disney. Do you want this plus this plus this? It's this price. It will. You can knock this off and get the again conversation for a different time. Um, Getting back to Crisis, um, one of the things I did enjoy, and they, and they, they pull this every year, is bringing the comedy into uh, Legends of Tomorrow is, oh, you got called for the uh, crossover this year? Oh, there was another crossover this year and they didn't call us? You see that? That's two years in a row we haven't been called. See, I do agree with that. <laughs> I, that I do, that I do like that fourth fucking rich right that like there. fourth wall break yeah is 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 funny as hell i do like that i like they call yeah. the attention that to to themselves and to the rest of them like oh we missed another one. Oh, must have been another crossover <laughs> yeah. thanks for the call yeah the, the only one that gets to go is meek and then um the uh the the character the no, character, went too. the white canary yeah, that's that's. I think that's pretty good too. I mean, they uh, they 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 are the the joke. I mean, they they make themselves that, and that's that's part of the reason why I think they've been on for so long is because they can be that. I mean, because a lot of the characters, like you said, are B characters, and they that. But they really did well with what they had in the the crossover. I mean, I know you don't like Ray Palmer, I know that, <laughs> but I think he he really fit uh, for what he was doing. Um, my big thing, though, is with the Ezra Mueller flash that we just talked about. Uh, that was happening in the Speed Force, and I mean, you know, we don't we don't really know what's happening with his Flash movie right now. I mean, I know they've finally got somebody that's going to direct it. They're working on a story that you know it's hit or miss if we're going to get it in the next decade. But <laughs> um, but I mean, you know, that's the the thing is, is a lot of people, a lot of reviews that I've read, a lot of a lot of online things I've seen, they, they wanted to say that he got his name from being in the Speed Force with Barry. Like from this show that he started calling himself The Flash because he met Barry from the CW universe, the Arrowverse, and he started calling himself The Flash. But the uh, the thing at that, the the point i'm trying to make is here is that he already was in the justice league at this point so i mean they Mm -hmm. you know they so i mean he would have already known you know but he already knows about the speed force he already knows that he is connected to it that's what he said he called it he calls it the speed force the only argument i can make on that is we don't know where he met ezra miller's flash in the speed force at what time because of the whole time travel thing I can kind of give it a pass. I don't know. I Wait, mean, you're giving time travel a pass. Can I mark this? What's, where where are we at on this? Can you please look at that? Can I have a timestamp on that? 4532. 4532. Joe is giving accolades to time travel. I'm not giving accolades. Oh, I'm just you are. Tra- you ex- just did. I'm explaining why maybe that works. But again, I don't know the whole theory. Mike may be able to debunk it in two seconds right now. So... So the the time point is is he's already in the Justice League because he already he mentioned Victor he didn't know Victor until right. he met them in he the Justice League he was a loner. Good call. See, debunked it in two seconds. But while we're on discrepancies and stuff like that, the Doom Patrol and um, Titans being on Titans different Earths on different Earths. How is that possible when Beast Boy left Doom Patrol to go with Titans and there was no time travel? They had to be on that, the same Earth. 
Right, and he had flashbacks because that's where ah, he, like, after... But when you have different properties that cost you real American dollars and people on CW are like, well, I've never seen these two shows. Okay. It's only people like us who are sitting there going, hmm, we've watched all this shit. Yeah. <laughs> that don't work. That, that really bothered me because if they had a different cast as the Doom Patrol, I could buy it, but they use people from the actual DC universe at um as those characters so i, I will get done broke I, it there c dubs I, I i will give them credit of paying homage to all the various the one, properties of cw regardless whether if they're legitimately right in time or earth or whatever i i agree like they actually put effort and time and thought and saying Let's try and tie as much of this together as we possibly can. Whether it's for marketing dollars or whatever their theory might be, it was kind of cool to see Tom Welling reprise his role as Clark Kent. And Burt Ward as Robin. And Burt Ward as Robin. I, yeah, you know, all those things were really cool to see going, oh, holy shit, that's from my childhood. Someone like me who watched Batman growing up. Dude, I watched it with my dad every time it was on whatever. It, they were reruns, obviously, but we watched it together all the time. Um, but the I can't remember what I was going to say. That's okay. Okay. I think the biggest thing for me, the cameo wise, was John Wesley Ship. Uh, I mean, there and there. This is another thing. Uh, you know, I of course I go and read reviews and and all that other stuff. And a lot of reviews didn't realize. A lot of reviewers, I guess, that they didn't realize the the doctor that that the flashback that he had. That doctor played the same character in the first season, the first two seasons of The Flash that she was in, had the same name, was the same actress, all of it, was the one that kind of helped him along with his powers, helped him develop, you know, being The Flash and all that kind of stuff. I thought that was pretty great. I recognized that, of course, in 2014 when they started The Flash. I was like, oh, hey, that's the same lady because I watched that. I watched the 90s Flash as a kid, you know, growing up. Uh, it was reruns because I was only about two years old when it released. So uh, I watched it, you know, after it released. Uh, I think it was on CBS, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but I have the DVDs too. So, I mean, you know, I've watched it recently. Um, I thought that was pretty cool that they kind of mentioned her and, and showed her and him back, you know, in that episode. Uh, or in the show, I guess. Uh Another callback, too, was the uh, the Superman 3 callback when he said, I've gone crazy and fought myself before. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty cool. Uh, then there was the the news articles. I spent the night with Superman on the Smallville wall when you uh, when they first cut to the, the farm. Uh, I spent the night with Superman. That was a big thing from uh, Superman 2, I want to say, uh, the Christopher Reeve show. Uh, that was pretty, pretty great. Uh, and then uh, there was the, uh, the the final callback to – well, not really a callback, but the final thing with uh, the Kingdom Come Superman. Uh, I really liked where he was full of hope even though he had the dark, the dark emblem on his chest. I really liked that. Uh, he recognized Lois. Uh, they talked about the, the Joker bombing the, the planet and all that. He lost everybody he loved. I thought that was pretty great because, you know, at that point in his life, he had become a, he was just 
on the farm. That's all he did. He just worked on the farm. So they kind of mixed his story up a little bit. Uh, they he was the editor of the Daily Planet, the editor in chief of the Daily Planet, and he you know had tried to move on. And then this was presented to him to help stop Lex and fighting this crisis uh, kind of gave him hope again. So, I mean, that was kind of a redemption story for him instead of just going to be on the farm and staying there. I mean, that was kind of I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. The the one thing that I remember what I forgot before, um, they tied all these things up and all these cameos, the one they left out. And when they we talked that you said Lucifer was a Fox property and whatever. Why didn't they bring in Gotham? Well, they brought in the, what was it, Burt Ward? Uh, yeah. Not Burt Ward. Uh, who who did they cast as the Batman of Earth-99 or Earth-100? It's the guy who's done all the voice Kevin acting. Conroy. Yeah, yeah. That's Conroy. the animated series. I think they chose to go down that road to pay him homage for being one of the greatest Batman ever to be. You know, a Bro Show, We've one of our questions always is, who's the best Batman and who's the best Bruce Wayne? Two separate questions. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how many people that we've had on that... Kevin Conroy? Kevin Conroy, in their opinion, is the best Batman ever. It's a good Batman. <clears throat> so paying him how much? I, I, I really don't see why they would... Go down the road of going to Gotham. Just have just have James Gordon show up. All you need is that you showed all these Earths. All you had to do was show him turn around Earth two hundred seventy two. That done. Right. Alfred maybe or Alfred. Yeah, I, I mean I agree. Uh, I I would I thought that would be okay. Uh, like you you know, but like you said. Uh, you know, it was that was a Fox property too. So mm-hmm. Lucifer showed up. Why couldn't he show up? I guess they didn't think it would fit the story because they'd already had so much Batman through in there. They had the uh, future Batman, which was Kevin Conroy, uh, which was basically the Kingdom Come Batman. He was in the exoskeleton. Uh, he was older, that kind of thing. Uh, then they had the yeah, '89 Batman, himself. Michael Keaton. Uh, you know that that would have been okay to you know see like a glimpse like the newspaper article a glimpse of him that would have been great and then they had uh burt ward from 66 batman so i mean they they probably felt like and then birds of prey was uh another batman related title it's kind of the same story they're using in batwoman the batman had disappeared and left gotham in the huntress's hands she had to learn how to be a hero all that had batgirl with her to support her and they had Black Canary, uh, so that was pretty cool. Uh, Bat what Woman, original birds um, of prey, not to be confused with Harley Quinn and and these other birds of prey, right? Uh, right, yeah. <laughs> uh, the the Batwoman show is. Uh, I feel like that it's there's a lot of potential there. Uh, even after this crisis event, uh, the things that ha- that's happened, uh, there's a lot of potential. The one thing from Crisis that is kind of got me like real hesitant about how these shows are going to continue is the whole doppelganger thing. Like they've put this Earth together. Uh, my theory is is that when they recreated this world, they now they they are not in an understanding that these other worlds exist yet. They don't know that there's a multiverse still. They just think that they've recreated one world and it's all been like 
crushed together to create a world where they all could live. Uh, the like the paragons, whatever they represented, like hope, love, all of that, went back into creating this new universe because, of course, there was nothing left in the universe. It was all antimatter, whatever. They, the one thing that Batwoman drives herself with is the fact that when they were 13 she couldn't save her sister from dying which turned her into alice Mm. the one thing that with beth in this new show is is that kate did save her on their earth she did she did pull her out of the car before it went over the bridge into the water their mom died but kate saved her so i thought that was pretty cool uh now, as far as the rest of them showing up, uh, the whole thing with Wynn and him being the toy man and one guy's the toy man, the other one's from the future, I, you know, that's kind of all, that's still strange to me. Um, and, oh, yeah, the the end of Arrow, uh, not to get off topic, but we were we seen, like, the whole Earth's, all the Earth's reform at the end. We seen, like, what was happening. They mentioned the Green Lantern's Earth, which was Earth-12, which is not canon to the comic books because earth 12 is the earth where batman beyond takes place uh that's the earth where batman beyond took place uh, the animated series that's where it took place earth 12 uh i will say my piece on that uh but the green lantern from the movie the one with ron reynolds that takes place on earth 12 diggle finally got his ring john diggle finally got his ring so and he's moving to metropolis so maybe he's going to be in the new Superman show. That would be interesting. There was some news on that today too. They cast the Super Sons for the Superman show. Mm. So, yeah. So, go ahead. Go ahead. I got nothing. You were about no, to say something. Go ahead. I saw you edge up to the mic. Go ahead. All right, anyway, so as a whole, your thoughts on the crisis event. Was it good, bad? Did Was a different crossover event better? Thoughts. I'll are you let, asking me or are you asking Mike? I'll start with you. Um, so. As a whole, I think they did a very decent job. I'm not going to say it was spectacular. I think it was a good story. I think for made for television and having to keep it clean because it's prime time and the whole nine yards it's on a family network i think they did a very good job in trying to keep it realistic um i think they did an excellent job paying homage to oliver as the story went on and Yes, according to you, he came back to life and they killed him again, so on and so forth, as Spectre or whatever. Um, I think they did an excellent job writing it and telling a story. And as a whole, I'll give it a grade of a B. Now, was any other crossover event better than this one, or is this the best one they've done? I think they're all... I I think all the other ones, especially... um, Elseworlds last year. Elseworlds was last year. Um, I don't necessarily say it was better. I think it was a lead up to this. Just how everything played out with this book and everything that went on last year about this book. And so I think that was just a prequel to this. So if you want to say it was one giant story, I think they told a story over the course of two years, ten episodes, and... 
There you have a miniseries. But there was crossovers every season. I mean, it started out with just the Flash and Arrow, and then you know, yeah, it's Supergirl the third year, so so on and so I think, forth. I, if I have to say, I think this was the the best one thus far. Where they go from here, I don't know what storyline or what plot they're going to try and pull for next year. Mm. Now that you don't have the Arrow and. You know, now it's Flash and Batwoman and whatever they're creating out of the Canaries and Stargirl and whatever. Green Arrow and Stargirl. And now we're hearing of a new Superman show with Brandon Roth and Diggle's still going to be around and Super Kids and I don't know. And I would say maybe I'll give next year's a try. Am I going to get invested in any of these shows anymore? I, I, I don't think so. I haven't been invested up to this point, so. And Mike, what are your thoughts? As far as, as the crisis on Infinite Earth, the comic books released in 1985 and ran through 1986. Uh, as far as the story goes for TV, it was good. Uh, I will say that... Uh, a lot of things happened a little differently than what they did in the books, of course, because, again, it was made for TV. Uh, I will say that they did keep a good story lead up to it. Like, the uh, everything kind of fell into place with it. Uh, they told stories for each show, plus the stories that led up to Crisis. So, uh, as far as writing goes, they did a good job getting to this point, And then they did a good job trying to, trying to keep the story put together. Uh the one things that I the things that I did like was the cameo appearances, the the throwbacks to different series in the DC universe, uh, like the Titans, uh, the Batman series, the Batman movies. Uh, I like that they included the '90s Flash, even though he's been kind of a hit and miss character in the Flash, the new Flash show. I I like that they gave him a purpose. Uh, now, as far as where they can go from here, I mean, uh, overall, I would probably agree it was a B. I mean, you know, there was some moments like that that kind of really felt off to me. Uh, like I said, the the Legends episode, I liked the last ten minutes of it. The one thing that I can say is they finally formed a Justice League. They put them all on the same Earth. That was the biggest part for me uh, because if you remember uh, when Supergirl was on CBS, they did a Flash Supergirl crossover. Uh, Flash went to her Earth in his second season trying to build up enough speed to go up against uh, the uh, the Zoom speedster. So he was trying to build up his speed and, and all that. He breached to her world. Uh, so, I mean, I thought that was pretty cool that they that they included – they've included these crossovers since then. And and now it's kind of become a like they're all in the same world. They're in the Justice League. Everybody knows who they are. They're celebrated as heroes, like they should have been the whole time. Um, and I understand licenses and all that. Now, as far as going forward, uh, they do have Final Crisis. They could do. Um, they could possibly, at some point, revisit Flashpoint and do it correct uh, instead of the way they did it in season three. Uh, the one thing I was disappointed in is there was no reverse flash in this. Uh, they kind of teased that there would be a reverse flash. He was 
you know, he was, of course, in the end of season five. Uh, then uh, also a crisis on Earth X. He was like, Til our, until our next crisis, all that. I don't know if they couldn't get the actor that plays the character besides Tom Cavanaugh. I don't know if he was scheduling conflicts or what. Uh, but, I mean, that going forward, I, I mean, I, I feel like that these shows could do with better writing. I mean, the writing just until this point for these shows have been has been just great. The shows that I've watched so far, Batwoman's the best show out of all of them right now. Uh, and I've been a Flash fan, you know, the entire time. Uh, mm. The first, second season of Flash was, I think, the greatest two seasons DC TV's put out until, until Titans. So, yeah. Nice. Um, I guess I'm going to be the odd man out and disagree. And I did not care for this crossover for much of it a lot has to do with the break in the middle i wanted to get these five episodes over with after they're done i kind of wrote off all these cw shows revolving around these superheroes i don't see myself going back to watch them as far as crossovers go the original ones were great i loved watching the flash get trained by arrow i loved arrow shooting them in the back i loved you know, the whole Supergirl thing, I do remember that. I did kind of enjoy that because it was like, wow, that's on a whole different network and, and, and she's here. I liked those. As far as the Justice League ending goes, I did think that was pretty cool until I thought about it. And you're missing key players to the Justice League like Batman, Wonder Woman and and um, Batman, Wonder Woman and Superman. And it's like they're the ones who, who formed the Justice League from what I remember. I'd like to have seen that now that you got these new characters forming it. I don't know if they're going to go with a justice league name. And now we're going to get a new name for this group. Um, at the same time, I do like the homage to arrow. I thought that was pretty cool. I do think that indicates he'll be back though. I do think that means he'll make a cameo at some point. He, you're shaking your head, Ren. And <laughs> I do not see Stephen Amell. Coming back at all. What's he got going on? <clears throat> he could be in the WWE in the next, like, three weeks, bro. Uh, Mike, what does he got going on? He's doing a wrestling show. <laughs> he's, he's Yeah, like, it's kind of, it's what it was compared to is the Glow series that's on Netflix. Yeah, uh, that that's show. what he's going to be doing after Arrow. Uh, okay. Now, as, as far as you saying him coming back, I could see him coming back to do cameo appearances. Uh, I mean, of course, Pain. there's alternate Earth still, so there always could be an Oliver Queen somewhere. So, I mean, that's probably the, you know, that's probably how they would bring him back into it. Uh, I think the Oliver Queen on Earth Prime is dead, but, you know, like, just like in Marvel, not to get away from everything here, but they, uh, Robert Downey Jr. did an interview and he said, never say never. Uh, so, I mean, you know, we all know Tony Stark is dead from what we've seen. So, I mean, he's not they're, dead. They're, they're starting a they're starting a movie, uh, Doctor Strange, and uh, you know the the multiverse is going to be introduced movie. in that. So there's always a possibility. Um, Superman was part of the Justice League in this, and they're going to call them the Super Friends. Okay, that that's makes what they more sense because they yeah because of Gleek at the very end the the monkey. And don't forget, you're going to have Star Girl. You're going to have Superman and Lois Lane, whatever that show is going to be called. Uh, She's not going to be the green arrow. She's going to be the emerald arrow. Uh, I, it's going to continue. What the next crisis is, 
Uh, here's, let me throw out a, a, a far-fetched theory. You're going to see the return of all the anti-heroes, anti-paragons, if you want to call it that. Damien Dark, uh, what's his name, um, your favorite character from Arrow, uh, Merlin, Merlin, um, Malcolm Merlin, yeah. you'll see the anti-flash, reverse flash, reverse flash, I could see bounds upon bounds of ways that they could take all of next year and turn it on its head and bring back all of these characters that you thought were stifled and killed and removed and taken out of the timeline completely and all of a sudden there you go they do that i might be back in i like the villains more than i like the heroes so the one thing that gives me hope is that star girl is going to be set with the jsa so it's going to introduce the jsa now the jsa had a lot of things to do during these crisis events uh for example uh, Jay Garrick was one of the was one of the was the original speedster uh, in Infinite Crisis, not Crisis on Infinite Earth, but Infinite Crisis. Uh, he was released from the Speed Force. Uh, he had been trapped there. He hadn't died, but he had been trapped there. And uh, if you remember right, in the Flash episode uh, where they where they erased Reverse Flash, Harrison Wells in the original season when his helmet flew out of that portal, that was kind of paying homage to that particular panel in that comic, uh, because his helmet comes flying out of the speed, speed force before he does, because he's running from Superboy prime, uh, because Superboy prime was trapped in the speed force. Uh, that's where they thought they could put him to hold him and they couldn't. So that gives me some hope that with the super sun thing, that one of them's going to want to be Superman lose his mind and we have kind of like an injustice thing going on. He wants to take over and be Superman. That brings up the JSA. That brings up the golden age. That brings up the, that there was the earth one Superman, the earth two Superman, which is where the JSA originated from. So, I mean, that gives us a lot of hope for an infinite crisis. Well, we're going to have to wait and see what happens with all of that. Um, anybody have any last and final thoughts before we wrap this up? No, I'm good. Mike? Um, can't think of anything. No, I'm good. All right. Well, thank you guys for uh, being over. here and crossing over. <laughs> and and we didn't get around the to cross. Earths. The infinite Earths. And we didn't get the cross dress, but maybe next time. Oh, oh, wait. I do have one final thing. The fact that they brought in Black Lightning, who for the longest time they said, we're never going to take this show and bring it into the Hourverse. And what do they do? Brought it into the Arrowverse. The Arrowverse? Arrowverse. All right. Uh, I guess. I never watched it. I don't know anything about them. But... I watched like the first eight episodes of the premiere season. It was all right. Okay. It was all right. Well, Dude that... can shoot lightning. Yeah. And he likes to save his neighborhood. That'll do it for me. I'm out. All right, guys. Until next time. Later. <laughs>